Hello, thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Stephen Cook. I'm the Team Rector of the Northmore Team Ministry in Devon. And this is a podcast originally for the 15th of August 2021. The reading is just three verses from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be foolish. The Bible, especially the book of Proverbs, is fond of contrasting wise and foolish people. Wise people think before they act, fools don't, and even brag about their foolishness. Proverbs 13 verse 16. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs 12 verse 15. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down. Proverbs 14 verse 1. A wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 4. And there it is in the stories Jesus told, the wise and foolish builders, in stories so much loved by children, and the wise and the foolish bridesmaids. He was using a style people would have been familiar with. Don't be a fool, be wise. The way of fools seems right to them. You've only to listen to people holding forth in the pub or sounding off on the internet to know how true that is. It often seems that the weaker the evidence, the stronger the opinion. But then who am I to judge who's being a fool and who isn't? Perhaps I'm revealing my own foolishness by thinking I can tell the difference. Be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. The last few days have seen the publication of A-level and GCSE results, and there's been an even bigger debate than usual about grade inflation. Happens every year, but this time there was a really massive jump. But GCSEs, A-levels, degrees, masters, PhDs are a measure of hard work and cleverness, but they're not necessarily a mark of wisdom. I've met some very clever people who I wouldn't class as wise, and I've met people who would struggle to get anywhere in an exam, who I would. The Bible suggests that wisdom is a choice. You can't choose to be clever, but you can choose to be wise, or at least you can choose not to be foolish. I don't know about you, but when I look at this kind of teaching in the Bible, which seems to challenge me to ask which side I'm on, I get a bit conflicted. Am I a sheep or a goat in that story Jesus told? Am I building my house on the rock or on the sand? Am I a wise or a foolish bridesmaid? I get even more confused by that one. Am I stony soil or good soil? I say conflicted because if I'm perfectly honest, I have to say both. I can visit the sick and feed the hungry, but I can also be ignorant and hard-hearted. I can listen to Jesus' words and act on them. And I can also ignore them and go my own way. I can be productive and I can be hard as nails. So where, is I, where am I in the stories Jesus told? The answer I've settled on is that Jesus in his teaching and the wisdom of the Bible as a whole is not so much that there are good people and bad people but that there are good choices and bad choices and that both have consequences. And that works whether it's talking to me as an individual, to us as a church, to us as a nation, or to us as the human race. 
There are not good and bad people. There are people who make good and bad choices. So St Paul can say, be careful, because wisdom is about choosing well. For him in this lesson, making the most of the time is the essence of being wise. This week, the International Panel on Climate Change declared Code Red for Humanity. The reason we're in this mess is because for decades we have ignored the warnings, hoped it would be alright, buried our heads in the sand, refused to believe what we were told. Now, at the very best, we have to do a screeching U-turn, which would be difficult, even if it's possible. We had time, but we didn't make the most of it. And it is being made starkly clear now how foolish we have been. One translation of that phrase is redeeming the time. To redeem means to buy back. And while it isn't possible to wind the clock back, it is possible to stretch time. When my son Sam was still at school, we came up with the idea that the way to overcome the problem of interstellar space travel was to put on French lessons inside the rocket. Because time passes so much more slowly in a French lesson, the astronauts would emerge at the other end to find that thousands of years had passed on the outside, but they'd only left Earth a few hours before. If we use time well, realising that it's in short supply and cannot be repeated, if we accept that life has a purpose and a direction, and we're not simply free to do what we want, then we've made a wise decision. If we think there's no hurry, that everything can wait until tomorrow and that life is all about us, then we'll be singing in the choir of the fools. We can't manufacture time, but we can redeem it. We can turn it to the purpose for which it was given. Because the days are evil. I don't know what was going on when the letter was written to prompt those words. Paul lived through some difficult times. But you can hardly turn on the TV at the moment without being loaded with more bad news. I don't need to run down the list of all that's going on. What do we do when the days are evil? We choose to live not as foolish people, but as wise, redeeming the time. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He goes on to talk about sexual immorality and drunkenness, but I'm not going to go there because I think those things may have been specific to the church in Ephesus. But I would like to say that they are examples of following your own immediate desires, thinking about what you want on the surface and not listening to your deeper underlying needs. And that's classic foolishness, building a house on the sand when the tide is coming in. So the opposite of foolishness is understanding the will of the Lord. I think there are two ways this can happen. One is that nudge you sometimes get, which seems to come from outside of you. Do this, don't do that, speak to that person, say yes to this opportunity. It's listening to that still, small voice inside of us. We're right to be wary of people who say God told them to do something, because it's all too easy to spiritualise your own desires. We're right to be wary of people who say God told them to do something, because it's all too easy to spiritualise your own desires. But we do believe as Christians that God speaks. You have to listen very carefully, but that quiet, gentle whisper is there if you listen for it. The other way is to recenter your life, to develop or redevelop those habits of prayer, worship and study that mean that you're living more in the way that God intends. It's refreshing to look at it this way and pick up on that strong biblical theme of wisdom and foolishness. 
instead of simply thinking these things are good and these things are bad, these make God pleased and these make God angry, we think this is the way of the wise and this is the way of the fool. I was in the pub the other day and my friend came back from the bar with a couple of pints and a pack of pork scratchings. We sat eating these salty fatty things and asking, why is it that so many things which are delicious are bad for you? I don't know the answer to that question, perhaps you can help me afterwards, but I do know that trying to live on fatty, salty, sugary things would be very unwise and I'll come to regret it. I also know that saying no to foolish things and saying yes to wise ones is often far from easy. It's never going to be easy, but if we can centre our lives on God's will for us, then it does become easier at least, because gradually over time, what we want becomes more in line with God's will for us, and the porky scratching type things of this world become a little easier to refuse. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You can't choose to be clever, but you can choose to be wise. In these dark and difficult days, by avoiding the foolish things and centering our lives on God's will for us, we can avoid the pitfalls and redeem the time. May God bless this word to us. Amen.